Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 58. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, a man who can't get enough of Thanksgiving leftovers, Mr. Jason Solanas. You know what else I love? Oh, no. What? What? The Thanksgiving beer. Uh, See, I don't even have to. Ble- I don't have to bleep that, really. That's you should. Not really. You probably bad. should. You should probably bleep it. The Cigar City Radio podcast is now available on Spotify. That's right. Spotify, in addition to music and videos, has now expanded into podcast offerings. And Cigar City Radio has been chosen. Chosen 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 by spotify to be part of their podcast selection so if you go to the spotify app and you type in cigar city radio you will find not only the cigar city radio companion playlist but now the cigar city radio podcast in full every single episode and of course you can also follow cigar city radio on twitter instagram facebook at cigar city radio our guest on this episode is slow dive Slow Dive was formed in Reading, England in 1989 and considered to be one of the most influential shoegaze and dream pop bands of all time. The band reformed in 2014 with touring runs across the country. Earlier this year, they released a new self-titled album, Via Dead Oceans, led by singles Star Roving and Sugar for the Pill. It's making many a music writer's year-end lists, including my own. Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Slow Dive is a very strong contender, so check that album out. Our licensing coordinator, Michelle Soto, and marketing intern, Christopher Kahn, caught up with Slow Dive before their performance at Janus Landing, where Slow Dive was the headlining act of the 2017 Et Cultura Festival. So big shout out to Michelle and Chris for handling this interview. I had to attend my cousin's engagement party. So I love you, Drew. Shout out to you. But you made me miss Slow Dive. But it's okay, because I ate a lot of food at your party. So we're all good. Um, But Michelle and Chris stood up admirably and took the reins of this one, had a great interview with the band. Uh, thank you to Leah Umberger from Et Cultura for making this one possible and hooking us up with the Slow Dive team. And thanks to Slow Dive for being on the show. Uh, I'm sure they put on an amazing show. I heard from countless people who were there that it was awesome, but I was uh, at an engagement party. So here it is, episode number 58. This is Simon from Slowdive, and uh, yeah, it's great to be touring in the in North America again. Um, yeah, we came back in 2014 and did like a reunion tour, but this is since May the fifth or sixth, I think it is, since the new record was released. We've done like f- I think we've done a month now, and um, yeah, I mean to to answer your question directly, the music industry has changed immensely. Um, I think there's definitely a massive drop in music sales, but more people are going to shows or at least more people are coming to see us. I think when we first played in the States, we played with a band called Blur from the UK and we played, um, really small clubs. Maybe the biggest was like 600 or something like that. 
Um, whereas on this tour, we when we played in California, we we sold out a few venues that were three thousand capacity, which is mind blowing for us. Um, but there's still some really good record labels. There's some really amazing music, and um, you know, so more people are coming to shows. And, um, you know, we, I think we were really lucky because in 2014, when we reformed, we, the money that we earned from playing the reformation shows, we put back into the band rather than giving ourselves like a a check. We just thought, well, we want to make a new record, which was always the intention. Let's put the money into paying for a studio so we can basically try to record a new record. And, um, yeah, we managed to get a whole bunch of tracks together. And um, yeah, that came out in May, so that's fun. And just to just to touch on that, were you surprised when you did come back in 2014 for that tour? Like how uh, how many venues you could fill? Like how many people still are looking for slow dive tickets? They want to see you guys live. Very surprised. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, pleasantly surprised. We we had no idea when we were asked to reform, which was initially by. A Spanish promoter they do a, a really nice festival called Primavera in Barcelona and they basically somehow got in touch with Neil and Rachel and said look you should think about reforming the band because there's a big audience for you and and we we started rehearsing for that show and had one or two others in in Europe planned and um yeah we had no idea that anybody was still interested and we we and we genuinely didn't because we had no idea how many people had kind of gone onto YouTube or you know on on researched us online or or bought our downloads and stuff. Um, I mean, we signed to Sony back in ninety one, early ninety one. I remember the five of us put pen to paper, and they kind of took all the rights. So, like our albums have been reissued on vinyl. And we had no figures, no idea how many we'd sold. Um. And and I think because of the press reputation, you know, with Slow Dive like sort of being slightly derisory about us, we kind of thought people don't really care anymore. So we were surprised to be asked to reform, but we all wanted to kind of play together after so long. And um, yeah, and then to come over here and and um, well, yeah, to reform and play shows anywhere really because we did here, we did we did um, Asia and we did the, the EU, and to actually see you know like thousands of people turn up to see us play was, uh, was really incredible and, um, yeah, very surprising, but yeah, you know, it felt like a big relief when, when we, we got to play those shows and there was a good audience for us, you know, and for us, it was super flattering and astonishing and wonderful. With a reforming in 2014 as a reunion and releasing a record now, which is the first in 22 years, um, you've been touring and you said that this was the last stop of your tour. My question is, what does that demographic look like in your crowd? Has it changed? Is it going to, it, does it look like it's a lot of the same fans from, from the 90s? Or are you seeing an age difference? Are you seeing maybe a younger crowd base? Uh, yeah, it's basically amazing to look out and see a, a young demographic mixed with an older demographic. So when we reformed, generally, I would say there was mainly older fans who were like, yes, go get a chance to see Slow Dive. I was like, I saw them back in the day and I want to go and see them. Um, but since releasing the record or or maybe releasing like Star Roving as a single and then the album this May, we suddenly have people turning up to the shows and chatting to us after saying, we never knew you were an old band. We heard like Sugar for the Peel or Star Roving on the radio. 
and then you know bought your record a week ago and we've just come to the show and we had no idea you you know you were you formed in the 1980s so um for us to be able to kind of keep the older fans happy is really cool but to have much younger people into the band is it's really flattering and it's really inspirational for us that sort of it, we're not just playing to an older crowd and and when we reformed we never wanted to be a heritage band and just like be playing to a bunch of 40 somethings who you know oh I was there in 1991 the Windsor Old Trout it was great there was only 100 people there and I was at the front you know we want it to be like you know teenagers and people in their 20s and I mean, we've been, we've, we've been meeting a bunch of people who are like, we've just formed a band because we heard Slow Dove on the radio and we just bought your record and we want to make this sound and there's something about it we love. And that's, for all of us, kind of one of the one of the highest kind of complimentary kind of things that we hear because we've inspired them to make music. So, you know, if we've kind of just helped them to be inspired to make some music or some art or whatever it is, then it's, um, you know, it's a big deal for us. So, it's, yeah, it's a really good question. Yeah. Going back into the studio after 22 years of not being in it, you guys obviously have gotten older, um, have had children. <laughs> so what was the songwriting process like? Um, well, to be honest with you, Neil um, wrote all the lyrics and he, he plays his card cards very close to his chest when it comes to discussing lyrics. I think he likes to write kind of, it's almost kind of like poetry, but very sort of vague uh, imagery for people to identify within their own way. He's never really specific about people or places. Um, so he would have to answer that. And I don't think he'd answer it directly. He'd probably just tell you what I said that. He just kind of paints a bit of a picture and lets you um, find your own world or identification with it. But, I mean, the whole process was basically we, we finished doing the kind of whole reformation tour and booked some studio time, started to jam. Some of those jams he then took down to his studio in Cornwall and he'd bring them back to us and we'd kind of flesh them out. And there was a few songs he wrote on his own and he'd just say, look, you know, I've kind of got a rhythm section part in my head and Rachel, can you sing this harmony with me? And... Um, so he he very much kind of wanted to do this record, like, just let me drive this. And, you know, he's such a talented songwriter that we kind of said, right, okay, well, let's jam ideas. But if you want to bring songs to us, then we're happily just flesh them out. Um, so that was the kind of process, really. You know, we'd have a bit of a jam. He'd take them back to his studio, work on them, bring them back. Then we'd re-record them. And there was, I, I guess, the kind of, the one song out of the whole album which kind of had that ping pong thing was slow-mo so he initially brought in a demo and said i've got this idea but i don't know if it's any good then we worked on it and he'd take some of those ideas back to Cornwall and say okay well i've sort of changed it and then bring it back to us and we'd then change it again then he'd take it and it kind of it kept being changed and kept kind of developing and it wouldn't like a lot of the other songs come together very quickly it just seemed to take a year and a half to get that song right and then finally we found something from that process that just made it like ah we've got it this now sounds exactly how it should sound but um i mean back in the day it was a similar process really neil would write on his four track on an acoustic and then we'd work on it as a band um then we go in the studio but some of the songs are collaborative where we just set up in a room like this and just start recording and playing and so go get it was like that where it was kind of just us jamming. Um, 
And I mean, everybody dips in and out. I co-wrote Falling Ashes with Neil and that was me on my laptop bringing in some new music software, which we didn't have available back in 91 or 93 or whatever. So like technology's paid, sort of played a little sort of part in developing the slow dive sound. It, it is, yeah. And I mean, like music technology now is so cheap and so sort of easily... Um, obtainable you can just sit down with a laptop and use garage band or logic or whatever it is and kind of edit and splice and loop and manipulate sound and um so we've got a few interesting ideas sort of out of that working that way as well so it's kind of evolved but it's essentially neil's the main songwriter still and um that process hasn't changed too much this is your only show in florida how have you liked it so far? Yeah, the weather's great. We were in Toronto a week ago and it was minus 16 and we hated it, even though we're from England and it rains and it's freezing most of the time. Um, yeah, we've had a stroll round and it's lovely. We were told there was a serial killer on the loose. So, I mean, that sounds kind of weird. So we're kind of all like, you know, walking around in groups, trying not to walk off into dark alleyways and stuff. But um, I mean, yeah, we, this is the end of the tour and we're going to come back next year and do a few more dates. But, you know rather than come back and play, you know, Pensacola and Jacksonville and Tampa itself and, and, you know, and then head over to like New Orleans and and do the places in Texas and stuff we haven't played. We actually really want to do a new record. And what we found in 2014, 2015 was we kept saying yes to all these offers, which is very flattering. Thanks for inviting us. But at some point we have to say, look, you know, we need to, start writing and we need a month away from being on the road to actually like get in the studio and start working on new ideas and and i think just from the five of us sitting around and just discussing what we want to do in, in the next two three years we don't want to do another record that's exactly like this one we want to progress and 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 experiment a bit more so um it would be lovely to play every major city in Florida, in in Carolina, in Texas, in, you know, but it's, you know, it's impossible. And like you said, we've all got families back at home that we need to go and say hi to our children. Um, and we go into Japan next month and then Christmas off, then Australia, New Zealand and stuff. So there's not enough hours in the day. And that's one of the things about getting older. You realize there's so much you want to do and you, you, you kind of can't say yes to everything, which is kind of one of the sad facts about life. But We're trying to do as much as we can anyway. So you mentioned two to three years from now. um, So we should expect more slow dive and uh, not just touring, but maybe some more records. And um, we won't have to wait 22 more years for (laughs) for you guys again. Yeah. Another 22 years. I don't know if I don't know if we'll all be alive in 22 years. I mean, we are getting on a bit now. Um, No, we you know, I think um, just through whatever reason, record label, the current the, the climate climate back in the 90s and stuff like that it had to kind of end but it's we're having fun doing this we're really inspired by you know the people that are digging the music all the, all the different ages which we've discussed and um yeah no we, we we definitely want to go sort of use this momentum of playing lives and being quite a tight live band now and and go into the studio we're all inspired by synths and music technology and how certain styles and genres of music that weren't around then are around now and we listen to all we're still music geeks we still buy a lot of music we listen to everything and anything and you know this load of albums come out and it's been pretty successful and we're really grateful about that but we did we want to push it now 
do some new stuff and um it's it's not going to be it's not going to be 20 odd years hopefully it's two to three years something like that it might even be a year we might go in the studio and just like hit the ground running and six weeks later have like 40 minutes of music we want to put out so not too sure we don't want it to be contrived and discuss it too much we just want to plug in and play slow dive is like a very legendary band like you guys are giant in the music industry and you're very influential to a lot of artists so i just want to get your opinion what are the artists that you're listening to now like they don't have to be current they could be you know could be can or <laughs> anything it is can actually we love can um Oh, that's such a difficult question. Well, I've done a, I've, I've done a mixtape on this tour. Um, even though we're doing a festival today and it's not playing on this tour, we did a mixtape. So before the support and then between the support and us, we play our sounds. And just to reel off a list of people, there's Arthur Russell on there. There's Sleepover. There's Night Jewel. There's a Fenez remix of a Nine Inch, nine inch Nails track. Holy Other. Eve's Tumor, um, there's Cluster, an old, an old kind of kraut rock band. There's, there's a Can track in there, a Noi track in there. There's, uh, God, I'm just trying to remember who I put on this list. I mean, we listen to everything. We love electronic music. We love ambient music. We love kraut rock stuff. We love 60s garish stuff. We like folk music. There's John, John Fahey. Who ran the Tacoma label? There's a John Fahey track, Jack Rose, James Blackshaw, who's a modern day kind of finger picker. He plays a 12 string guitar. James Blackshaw's on there. Um, Loop Spaceman 3, um, Cocteau Twins are on there. Um, also, I mean, you know, like we listen to hip hop, we listen to techno, we listen to some classical music. We, Rachel loves Nick. Cave and the Bad Seas. Nick still loves to cure, but um, yeah, and we do loads of record shopping. And some of the records I've just bought, there's a guy called Lee Gamble who's like a new kind of electronic artist uh, who's based in the UK. Is worth checking out. Um, yeah, there's a label called Twelve K, label called Pan, label called Touch. All the, there's so much, so much good stuff. I mean, you know, but there's a few in there for people to check out if they want to go and see who Eve's Tumor is or who James Blackshaw is or go and buy some old cluster stuff. You know, some there's so much good music out there. You know, not enough hours in the day. Christian from Slidove's about to about to join the uh, the party. Yeah, so uh, these guys were just saying about our our influences and can have come up. You've got a band called Monster Movie, right? Yeah, when me and my buddy sort of we're going to make some music together. We kind of had the idea we'd try and do something kraut rocky, but actually, even though that kind of music sounds really simple, we actually found out actually it's, it's really difficult and especially difficult that they do it so well. And they kind of pioneered it with a load of other bands. So we ended up just going back and just doing simple indie pop. Cause that's what we know. So yeah, kraut rock's not as easy as it might seem. So that's um, Christian from Slow Life talking about his band Monster Movie. You need to go check that out. It's good stuff.
Woof.